Aloha, I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. Welcome, football fans. This is for the love of football. This is the road to 2023, and this is the XFL Show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. Sometimes you need to leave well enough alone. Sometimes you need to take a chance. The XFL on the road to 2023 is going to be asking this question over and over and over again. And we're going to ask it today. This is episode 189, and I got to ask you, Bryant, you're not here with me right now on this beautiful day at the barn. Are you out of your mind? Look at this. Why did you come out for today's show? I gave you an open invite to the farm. How beautiful is today's broadcast? Uh, it's extremely beautiful from where you are. I was in an extremely beautiful location last week. Now I'm back home uh, enjoying the, uh, s- the smoke-filled air here in Southern California. Hopefully everyone's staying safe wherever you are. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's. It, are we out of our minds? I guess people keep asking us that same question because we are still here every single week as pretty much the only uh, XFL centric podcast, uh, and we're you know we're still a good you know year and a half away from kickoff. Yeah, people do ask us that question quite a bit, and actually, they I, I'm not even going to say how early it is today that we're recording. I mean, I'm out on a farm, so you can imagine how early it is. It's so early it <laughs> might offend some people, but here we are. We're doing it. We're not out of our minds. We just love football. We love this journey, this road to 2023, and we have some things to get into this week that uh, came up in our you know middle of the week discussions about football and the XFL and whatnot, and it's going to be an interesting show, we hope, for you, and you'll be reacting to it just like you did the last week's show. Let's get into it. 724-565-4XFL is the XFL fan line. That's the number for you to call or text or leave a voicemail anytime, any day of the week. Just call it if you want to be a part of the show. Let us know your name, where you're from, and uh, we'll answer your question or approach your topic on the program that's what we do at xfl show on social media as well if you want to hit us up there dms open and we're interacting with you posting the show as well wherever you need to find us you know where it is it's at xfl show always and of course we're brought to you by pretty easy podcast you could go to pretty easy podcasts.com today to get your own podcast started and it could be on a topic that a lot of people will call you crazy for covering but Pretty Easy Podcasts will help you get that show done. Get your own personal producer at an affordable rate. Just go to prettyeasypodcasts.com. Because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. It's so early, I almost forgot the line. And if you can't tell in my voice how early it is, that's how early it is. It's offensive how early it is, but I'm actually digging it. (laughs) I dig it the most. Actually, I love this early, early recording. It brings me back to the radio days. But uh, this is uh, there's no there's no live callers to react to last week's 
topic, which I thought would have probably, I thought well, it was a great radio top sports talk, radio topic. The next Tommy Maddox talking about Taylor Heineke anointing him the next Tommy gun. And we got some good reaction this week. Uh, and I, I pulled some of my favorites we'll get into, but real quick, I, I had to put this up. This wasn't even geared towards us. This was just someone talking XFL on social media, Bryant at Reddit CFB. So I think that's the college football Reddit uh, subreddits Twitter account said the XFL is currently not scheduled to come back until 2023, but could score a huge coup against the NFL if they came back right now with a new rule awarding bonus yards for really good taunting. I I don't know if we brought up the NFL's new taunting rules yet, but the XFL, do they have a chance to capitalize allowing taunting? I don't, I'm not feeling it as much this year. Uh, I mean, how do you give bonus yards? I mean, maybe you'd let them do the three point try from the five. If it's really good taunting or something (laughs) like that, who knows? Uh, I don't think anybody wants to be doing any type of three point try to the front of the five for doing a DX crotch chop. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, the XFL was very free when it came to celebrations. And I think when you realize when you let people be free is they're not very taunting. They just kind of express themselves. So, you know, let a guy do a little Randy Orton pose in the crowd. Let him have some fun. And I guarantee you won't shove it in some other guy's face. And, you know, just how when I'm usually right on this show and you're wrong, I, you know, don't really throw it in your face as much as I just celebrate the fact that I'm right and you're wrong. It's a fine line, too. What, what, which is which? Is it taunting or is it just someone who's really happy that they achieved something? So uh, I'm, I'm all for a little bit of, I guess, what they're calling taunting now in the NFL. But I'm not feeling that, like the celebrations are being bogged down too much so far in the NFL. I think things are being said verbally that aren't flagged normally that are being flagged this year in the NFL. And who knows what that is? That goes back to last week's topic, too. Uh, live microphones, hard knock style coverage of a team, uh, really getting a glimpse into what's going on in the field. You have to kind of police that because you're, you're on te- live television. I've watched some live mic games with the CFL. There's things said that I'm like, oh my goodness, Canadian ears are able to hear that. They're probably so upset right now. And I know I'm a little offended. Well, not offended, but I could see someone being offended. So those live microphones are something you got to consider in today's day and age. And with the taunting rules in place, hey, when when Mike Tomlin says taunting needed to be addressed earlier in the week, I, I believe him. But that's maybe my Steeler bias, Bryant. But I. Call call me a homer, but I'm a I, I'm not up too upset actually about the you a Steeler rules. homer? No, never, <laughs> never, never. Okay, so let's move on to the reactions to last week's uh, show real quick. Dinkin and Duncan, two I picked from social media. Bryant, really good reactions to the Taylor Heineke is the next Tommy Maddox conversation. Jimmy in San Diego, or it just said SD. I don't know if he's in South Dakota. Generally, they're in San Diego. And Jimmy Sandy said, is. if and if Heineke is already the next Tommy Maddox, then Storm Norton is a future Hall of Famer. I don't I don't know the correlation. I guess that's saying it's we're going overboard if you're calling Heineke the next Tommy Maddox. I guess that's it was Storm Norton's performing so well that we're overlooking him, and that if Tyler Heineke is the next Tommy Maddox, then a player of that's better in terms of uh, you know how in in fighting it's pound for pound what is it in nfl when it comes to like your position like position by position that doesn't make any sense but like if you were to compare storm norton 
to O-linemen compared from Heineke and quarterbacks. I think Storm Norton is making a bigger impact uh, for his team right now. Well, Heineke's getting W's, though, so I guess that matters, too. But he's saying Storm Norton's better, pound for pound. Well, get, getting W, getting double, getting W, and uh, Terry on the text let us know that said stop anointing Heineke already he wasn't a starter in the XFL and the guy he beat couldn't have started in the XFL either (laughs) taking a shot at Daniel Jones and also referencing that Heineke hasn't won too much just yet and he did beat the Giants so it's not I'm kind of with Terry on that he is he is basically one and two uh, now with uh, with because he didn't beat um, Tom Brady did not. No. So no one did last year in the playoffs. But either way, you know, and, and I, like I've said before, I think the XFL maybe we were talking about this before the show started. I think the XFL should stay away from really hyping up Heineke for the simple fact that they didn't play him. They didn't play him. Why didn't you play him? I mean, it's all about opportunity, right? I don't think that's a, a knock on the XFL as much. We've bro- broached that topic a little bit. And the more I think about it, the more I, I think that it's just proof of the amount of talent out there that needs a place like the XFL to at least practice and play and be a part of uh, football to just continue their career. So I, I think if you're the XFL, you can highlight Heineke. And maybe that's more on uh, Jonathan Hayes than anybody for not playing him over Jordan Damu who, like we said last week, wasn't that bad of a starting QB for uh, the Battlehawks. It's tough when there are multiple comp- competent quarterbacks to choose from. No, you're right. It is. It's not easy, but it just, I don't know, it just seems like something that, you know, this show's basically come to Tyler, Taylor Heineke show. Uh, it will continue to be here on the next subject when we talk, cover two, but uh, I just hope that it doesn't look like the XFL, you know, with what is it pie in the face for not starting this man i I don't i I don't think you have to worry about that but let us know people can let us know what they think does it make the xfl look bad that taylor heineke did not play for the battle hawks he was on the roster but did not get playing time and now is succeeding in the nfl somewhat i want to call it success and you're right without without the xfl you know Dwayne haskins could still be the quarterback for the washington redskins like maybe heineke's you know, some are painting bridges instead of actually playing football. So, exactly my point there for sure. That's the where I'm leaning. But you can let us know at XFL Show. Thanks to Jimmy, Terry, everybody who reaches out on the text line, the voicemails, tweets at XFL Show. Appreciate it, and we'll see how you react to this week's show next week. But let's move on to this week's cover two. Good crisp football. So it's not the Taylor Heineke show per se, Bryant, but he's having his moment in the sun. So I say we can at least give him a little bit. And now he has officially been endorsed by a big brand, which is what every athlete, I guess, strives for besides championships and money. Heineke has signed with Bud Light, not Heineken, which is what everybody was clamoring for. And he was gifted a a box of Bud Lights that said Bud Bud Lightakey on the on the cover, and uh, he posted on Instagram with a name like Heineke. There's only one beer that it makes sense to partner with. I'm joining at Bud Light, and it's hashtag for the fans campaign. Sorry, Heineken. 
This makes zero sense, but good for him to uh, get the endorsement. And good on Bud Light capitalizing on the sluggish Dutch beer and their marketing team. Uh, well, I was thinking Bud Light seltzers, right? Those are a big thing for the XFL back in 2020. So I uh, could have gone with that as well, continued that trend. Um, I, I guess Heineken didn't want their name changed to Heineken. I guess is how you would say it, right? It's a tongue, too much of a tongue twister. It's like, how can we change the name of Heineken to go with Heineken? Heineken? Yeah, that's too much of a. Just sounds like you don't know how to sell say Heineken. So <laughs> I think Bud Light came in and was like, "All right, let's do this. Let's figure it out ourselves." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it makes more sense. Yeah, and you know I, they also have prestigious brands like the UEFA Champions League's been Heineken's big, big sponsorship deal that they do. Yeah, who wants to wants to what beer really honestly wants to sponsor the Washington Redskins? Uh, excuse me, Washington Football Team. Yes, yeah, that's that's. Uh, I mean, I do. I, I have. I like them preseason as a pick, a sleeper in the NFC. Talking about it uh, with some people, but so far, uh, I mean, with the injury to to Fitz. Heineke's got some stuff to prove to me as someone who was high on the football team going into the season. So we're going to give him a little bit of his shine, but it's not quite his moment in the sun. I'm going to say just yet. Let's see what he does the rest of the season. But he's holding it down for the XFL somewhat. So we will mention it. And congrats on his Bud Lighticky deal. Um, I don't I don't drink the stuff, uh, but I know a lot of people who live that BL lifestyle and Heineke definitely fits in with that. Let's move on. Bryant to what made everybody uh, really excited because we all love a good Danny Garcia post on social media, whether it's just a picture of her nails, her computer screen. And this week it was a selfie of Danny Garcia. And she also added the caption and the go home look for day three dinner with my at XFL red hashtag Redbird capital partners. And uh, I just have to ask you, Bryant, what they doing? What do they do? What do they go? What's going on? Day three. What do they do over the th- course of three days? What did they eat? What did they talk about? What do you think was going on this past week with the conversations among the owners? Do you think they? Do you think they looked around each other on the table and like, are we out of our minds? <laughs> I, in all seriousness, I don't think that's what happened. I, you know, it's. <sighs> It's glad to see that the 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 XFL is still in motion with Redbird with everything that Redbird has going on and all the deals. It's good to see that they're actually still in motion. Danny Garcia is still working on a lot of things. You know, this is kind of she was in New York, I believe, uh, for quite a few things, and this was one of them. At least to have dinner with Redbird. Hopefully, talking XFL. I assume they are because she made it prominent that they were. You know, at XFL shows. I mean, excuse me. Wish I wish <laughs> at XFL. What are they talking about? I mean, it, it could be strategies. Could be what they're. Could be a um a uh, what do you call that a a regroup? Uh, hey, where are we at? Because maybe the people that are dealing with day in and day out are not are not Danny Garcia and not the main partners at Redbird Capital. Who knows? But I, I'm just happy to see that it's still in kind of their. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, when on their radar your vision but not really in your vision you're on the radar sure that's fine too <laughs> yeah so redbird capital like we said last week a lot going on business-wise and they're very uh busy acquiring huge uh assets and big things in entertainment and sports and media um so when they show attention to the xfl 
one of their, you know, they're the money people in the XFL. So uh, that, that makes you feel good. Oh, good. They, they still care. They're, they are still planning. That makes you, as someone who's following it closely, uh, realize, okay, it's not being put on the back burner, at least just yet, uh, because there is that skepticism still. Until we get concrete announcements, I've seen people say there are people out there who are saying they do not believe the XFL will return in 2023. Uh, there are people who believe uh, that the, the they're not even going to pay attention right now, and they're, that's why they're not watching us right now, probably because they don't. We want to wait for some concrete announcements. But when we're following it, and we're never going to stop following it until it is completely dead and gone, and they say as much, uh, this stuff gives you hope, and it makes you expect announcements coming soon so that's what i would guess they were talking about were uh, upcoming announcements the approach to the marketing uh, of the league obviously they've said in the past that they wanted to really shore up distribution and uh, media rights and all that before they go full board into presenting the xfl and telling people what it is and exactly uh you know how it's going to be uh presented so that is my guess is that was the this meeting these meetings the past week were probably next steps and uh, hopefully those next steps involve some announcements of some sort because I don't know where we are on the timeline Bryant but I feel like we're getting pretty close to we need to uh hear about at least maybe the amount of teams and the the structure of the league somewhat I don't know I don't I mean this could be a totally different thing we've talked about and they have alluded to owners of each team as well so maybe it's that maybe it's it was a melding of the minds on how they're going to get franchises uh, bought and paid for by certain groups. Who knows? Well, if they're having dinner together in New York City, there's a couple things I definitely know about this is that they're all vaccinated, one. Yes. And two, and enter a building. is that they're probably not that many teams because I don't think you're going to have that big of a dinner still in New York City based on local laws and COVID-19. So it's probably still only a few amount of teams. Who knows? Uh Look, in all seriousness, I don't think either you or I, Alan, thought that the XFL was not on the horizon for, or I'm not in the radar, not in the peripheral vision is actually what I was going for, of Danny Garcia, Redbird Cavalier, even The Rock at this point. Um, you know, in, in terms of the timeline, the, the only thing we're really behind on is a commissioner, because at this point, Oliver Luck was already rolling. He was already on this show at this point. Granted, that was for a February kickoff, so who knows? Um, if that's shifted. But the main thing I think is teams structure. That's what we want to know. And those are types of things that were already in place. Maybe not so much the start, the, the kickoff date. Everybody assumed it was going to be the weekend after the Super Bowl in 2020, which it ended up being, but that wasn't confirmed until about, I think I want to say November, December of 2018. So, but we did know structure. We didn't know teams. Um, how many, and that's, I think, something that we definitely want to know. Granted that the rule book, hopefully, now the closer and closer we get, we hopefully, we we don't see changes to the rule book. And that's an assumption that I'm, I'm going to make as we get closer to 2023. If there's no announcements, the, the rule book won't change either. Well, you know, what I'm waiting for uh, now is since that, that Rob Klein uh, podcast interview we heard a few weeks ago from Redbird Capital. Uh, remember the he's uh, the managing partner there, or one of the managing partners. I'm really interested to see now if they do seek ownership of each franchise because he alluded to that, um, and that's actually one thing that is new that I'm I'm really my ears perk up and I'm I wonder like if 
I think it makes the league a lot more interesting if each franchise has its own ownership group. But again, that's also a little sloppier and harder to control for the league uh, because we did really enjoy the top-down structure of 2020. Maybe, but maybe it isn't. Al. Like you're right, but maybe it isn't. Maybe it's 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 having the policing, the money that Redbird Capital has to make sure no team fails, but also giving that guarantee to owners to put the money over to make this work. Like I think that's something. You know, I don't know the whole history behind the USFL too much, but maybe that was the problem with the USFL is you had owners, but you had nobody above them say we will figure this out. Don't leave. And that might be also the problem you have with the CFL. You don't have that parent company that owns the entire thing that says, hey, we got this. You know, if if an owner in the NFL calls Roger Goodell and says, hey, I'm having problems, do you think they're going to let a team fail in the NFL? Like, no, that's never going to happen. You know, It doesn't even happen in the NHL. Look what happened to the Phoenix Coyotes. They stuck around for years. Everybody thought they were dead in the water. I think things are different now when your league makes money or I'll take that back. Things are different when your league has money. And if Redbird Capital can ensure that their teams are going to do well, then you don't have to worry about the LA Express not showing up for your fourth season. You know, you don't have to worry about those types of things. And I think that's a different structure that we really haven't seen before where the league has money. So it's going to give owners confidence in investing what they want to do. And the, and, the, and the owners aren't going to see this as, hey, um, I'm giving up my money for no reason. So, you know, we've tried this vertical alignment, like you call it, where it's just owned by one person. Hasn't really worked because that's a lot of money that somebody has to fork over. But if you have a combination of the two where you have owners and you have somebody with a lot of money, then you might actually have something that works here. And we have to see what happens here in, in 2023. Yeah, the parent company with the backstop uh, cash flow, you know, that that could uh, help the XFL if they do decide to go with different owners of each franchise. I'm, I probably would bet or not bet, but uh, hope that, uh, that that's what they go for. Now, the more and more we've been talking about it, we we raved about how easy it was, the previous structure. When I think about covering eight different ownership groups, different personalities of each franchise that that makes it exciting because you get i mean at least from someone who's yeah like read a lot about the usfl and just the ownership personalities in that league and how while it was chaos it was so it's entertaining in hindsight and it was entertaining for the fans too so it gives an identity a real identity to each franchise if that's the way they go so we'll see that's top of my list of things like i'm just most interested in uh, when it comes to the next announcements, but it might be a long shot. Maybe that's not happening at all, but Redbird Capital has alluded to that uh, being uh, something they're considering. So we will keep close eyes on that. But for now, still in the dark, still being patient, and uh, we appreciate you being patient with us because, uh, like patient. I said <laughs> earlier, yeah, th- there's uh, there's people who probably aren't even watching this. We're b- big fans of the show or listeners. And they just can't right now because there's just no news. We understand. Uh, but uh, are we out of our minds for continuing to follow us? Hell no. There's stuff being, there's stuff happening. It, we Danny Garcia putting out these selfies is all the cause we need to do a show. That's all we need. And we got it. So we're good. Yeah. We're having fun. Well, there's also the stuff show. happening in our minds that I think we're going to get into here in the hot read. So, and exactly. Okay. And I, and I, well, yeah, I'm being called to do some, uh, 
work out on the farm. So we got to get through this hot read right now, Bryant. Let's do it. So the NFL recently announced that they will be having a Monday night football game Monday night in the playoffs. Wild card weekend. Blasphemy to many. I mean, the anger and rage on social media from and also from every uh, parent I know, every friend that I know who works and has kids is angry and is also a football fan because now a Monday night football game, that's just all. It's a lot of stress. That's a lot. It's a, a lot more time consumed for a fan. But the NFL, they could get away with it. So the NFL said, "Why not? They're having a Monday Night Football game in the playoffs. They can dictate and mess with schedules all they want because they know they'll be making money in the NFL. The XFL, not so much when it comes to taking those kinds of risks. Although they can take some risks, something like that, no. And that got Bright and I pondering." What are some do not mess withs for 2023 for the XFL? And Bryant, we're going to you know, go back and forth here, ping pong. Uh, and I've got some on my list. I don't know what you have, but top of my list was midweek games should be off limits. So a Monday night game, don't even try it. Don't even try Thursday night games, if you ask me. I only want Saturdays and Sundays for my XFL football. Um, You know... Are you talking about when when you say do not mess with? Are you talking about do not mess with from twenty twenty or just in general with football? From both. From both. So that's that's what in my criteria. I wanted to keep it pretty loose. So when I pose the question to you, I, yeah, I'm thinking yeah. football in general, and also the XFL in twenty twenty, which I know you hold near and dear. Alan, you and I are both kind of similar when it comes to being homebodies. I mean, you and I are in our know early you know barely starting our early 30s here and and we'd like to stay home we're big stay homers you know we don't we don't go out you know too often if we do it's probably somewhere where we can actually watch a game if we want to so i wouldn't mind if the xfl pushed the boundaries in terms of when games are played now i don't want tuesday i don't want weekly games like every day of the week like that's just insane but if you want to push the boundaries a little bit and, and give me some, you know, a game a night or something like that for the whole weekend, uh, that's kind of, I'm fine with that. Depending on how many games you have, you know, if you have four games, there's really not much you can do. I've already talked about having one game on Saturday, three on Sunday. Um, but if you're going to have six games because you have 12 teams, maybe you do a Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday, you know, you mess things up a little bit in terms of that. I don't mind those things. I think the one thing you definitely don't want to do is because you don't have the amount of teams and, and this goes back to our conversation we had with Vince a couple weeks ago is you don't want to sandwich games on top of each other don't put them on at the same time there's no need for it if you space them out properly oh absolutely absolutely you want to space them out I, I follow in the CFL I don't know how much I like they have Thursday night games Friday night games Saturday and even Sunday sometimes like it stretching them out that much also it's it's uh time consuming for the fan it's uh asking a lot of the fan i like packing them into uh into a two-day weekend and that's kind of where and keep the traditionalist part of football there for weekend games you got fridays i mean even though it's going to be spring football fridays are you know in the fall obviously for football in high school but i just don't want to mess with a friday night game 
in the XFL. And Thursdays, I know that was on that was happening in 2020. I don't know how much I was looking forward to it. We never got it. Obviously, the season ended before the Thursday games uh, could kick off. But I don't know. I'm just more don't mess with footballs on the weekends and keep it that way. Even with 12 teams, if you go to 12 teams, maybe you have to consider that like you brought up. But I think you can get away with it. Uh, you know, have those have those Saturdays and Sundays jam packed with football. Uh, but there's another one that's also pretty important, I think, and that's flexing like the NFL does. They could just change whatever they want and they know you're going to watch and they could dictate. Obviously, they're trying to give you the game you or, want. When or they fantasy flex, football but, commissioners. Yeah, when fantasy football commissioners are able to do that as well, if it's important enough. So, you know, I'm, I'm all for the commissioner d- deciding what's best. I trust my commissioners. Um, but especially when they're as <laughs> high quality as Oliver Luck or myself when it comes to fantasy football. But do not change kickoff times. The XFL can't do that. I don't. I don't think you can announce it. I don't. I don't even like having TBD at the beginning of the year on a kickoff time. Like in college football, it drives me mad a lot for, for a lot of the season. You have those but, until but they're announced. Got, but there's so much that goes behind this, Alan. It's not just a want or a need or hey, what the fans want. Like if NBC is going to fork over money and they say, hey, we don't want a dud game to be on Sunday night. Guess what you're going to do? You're going to flex games into Sunday night. You're going to flex good games into Sunday night. You know, the NFL gives NBC that option to do those types of things. Yeah, Monday night games can't be flexed because that's a whole different type of scheduling thing, right? But a, a game that's supposed to happen on the day anyway, you can flex it around. I don't care. What, 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 what? I feel like I'm talking to Jake here when it comes to these things because <laughs> it, it, I don't understand why you have to be so, you know, string, when it, like straight, uh, uh, so strict on on what um, you're talking about with the schedule. Like, schedule's fine to me. I'm a big schedule guy. I don't care. I want a good schedule. You want a clean schedule. If you want to put West Coast teams in the morning, I think that's a little insane when, when teams are good, but when they're bad, you know, who cares? Who, who cares if it's a bad game? You need to get it out of the way. Do it in the morning when half the country is still sleeping. Like, it, you know, that's why they put one, Pitt on a big noon kickoff. Like, that's why they do this. Oh, that is the lowest blow I've ever received on this show. I'm so upset <laughs> right now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Pitt's about to smash on New Hampshire, and you're saying that on a big noon kickoff this morning. All right. Well, okay. I'll take that, though. That's the truth. They lost last week to Western <laughs> Michigan. But I, I think in year one for the XFL, at least, deciding who should be placed in those less than ideal uh, time slots and whatnot, just, I just like, for year one announce when games are like they did in 2020 and kick them off then and then you adjust accordingly in year two um year one though i would not mess with it and the west coast teams on the east coast for an early road game unfair those that that old couple that that in new england that used to schedule all the mlb games for years and years and years they would have never done that to a team like the dodgers or or the Padres making them play early on the East Coast. It's unfair. Scheduling needs to be fair. So you have to be conscious of that. Do you know how many AM start times now I have for the Dodgers? How many? There's been so many AM start times for the Dodgers because they play Cincinnati. I think they played one game at 9 o'clock AM. It's, you know, it's 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 ludicrous. Because it's insane. The computers, it happens. the computers are ruining the scheduling. Well, let me do the scheduling. I'll put it all together in a great fa- in great uh, form and fashion. See, I would. That's what I advocate for. Actually, something to mess with would be put Bryant in charge of the scheduling 
Bryant and my sister-in-law, who I think might have you beat, she's really good at that. And you two could collaborate and schedule out the XFL uh, entire season for 2023. That's what I'm. What, 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 what kind of did she put an entire XFL schedule, mock schedule, leading into 2020 together? She's my sister-in-law is a scrum master. I don't know what that means, but she has the word master in her job title, and and I know she loves schedules, so she's she's very good. Are we talk, but are we talking? Hey, you know, John has to work, you know, nine to five on Tuesday, so we're not going to make him work, you know, what in a graveyard on Wednesday? What are you talking about? That's not a schedule. We're not, we're not talking <laughs> HR. Okay, this is it's not. Just, hey, when are we working? This is this when is, is the best time to put some football games on. Do not disparage the scrum masters or the HR people. They're very important these days. Uh, my, my not when it comes here. to NFL or XFL football schedules. Get out of here. <laughs> My my last thing this this guy's going for the low blows this week. Everybody, he's got he got me with Pitt losing. He's going you after see lost in folks. a BS play like a. <laughs> I mean, to a guy with what a broken freaking shoulder or whatever. Should be he told had. that's why this show is on so early because if we did it after another day of Pitt and Uslily losing, it would have been a very disgruntled show. Yes, that's true. That's true. All right, my last. Do not mess with those. We wind down here, Bryant. The title game has to be on a neutral field. I don't think there's even a chance that gets messed with. I think we'll be good for that, but that you you can't have the title game on the home field of of the the, be, the better record uh in the playoffs. Like just make sure it's a neutral field announced at the beginning of the season too because I did not like the XFL 2020 waited for that championship game location announcement. Well, they waited a couple weeks. I think it was, if I remember correctly, we had talked to some people. It was already decided before the season started. They just didn't announce it until uh, I's were dotted and T's were crossed. But uh, Houston, you know, was chosen just by being a hub city, it seemed like, for the XFL period. Um, so that's probably why they chose Houston. Um, it, it is hard when you're trying to build fan bases, though, Alan, right, to, to pick a neutral city to have a good-looking title game. Right, because you're not going to get these fans that flock to these cities. You're not going to have fans in those cities. Um, I mean, the, the, in reality, you know, you take the 2020 teams and you say, "Hey, uh, let's do it in St. Louis." They had a packed house. They had, a, you know, this and that. Well, what if St. Louis isn't in the title game? You think they're showing up? You know, that's that's the problem with that. Houston was a, was a decent location. You had a good amount of you know fans. Uh, that cared about the XFL there. I think it would have looked okay. Um, it was a big stadium though, so there's that. But you know, you look at LA, where you know the, the tennis wasn't great. Seattle is one of those St. Louis options, you know, uh, alternatives because it's just it's the same thing. You know, it looks good when the when the Seahawks are playing or when the Dragons are playing, but if they're not, is it going to look that good? So, it's it's a weird thing to do for the first few years, I think, because you're running that risk of just the simple fact that it's not going to look good. It's not going to sound good. It's not going to be good when you don't have a team from that market uh, in the championship game. So here's my solution. Side note, this is a little off topic from what the hot read's been. But as we talk about don't mess with that neutral field title game, this is this is what I've thought about. And now I'm going to push hard for it since we maybe have a chance. Maybe they could look into this. Redbird Capital, Danny Garcia, The Rock. Why not? If you're talking, Brian just brought up all these great points. You're talking about a need to get a neutral site, but also a place people want to go to 
whether or not their team's in the championship game, a place you could guarantee that it'll be a filled stadium, it'll look good on TV, it'll be a great atmosphere. Why not partner with the Pro Football Hall of Fame and have the damn game in Canton, Ohio? What a thrill it would be for fans to flock to go to the Hall of Fame and also see the XFL championship game played at that Tom Benson uh, field. That makes sense to me. It's not a big place. It would be, but it would look good. It, you know, if you have a packed field, it would look good. That place, they put it on TV. It's the first game you see all NFL season and preseason. I think that would make a lot of sense. Phil, fill my brain with knowledge. Is is the Pro Football Hall of Fame tied to the NFL? Separate. They're separate. Obviously, they are with the NFL business-wise and, you know, everything produced in terms of uh, television the NFL is a part of, but there's, I don't see there's a reason why the Pro Football Hall of Fame wouldn't want to strike a deal with the XFL if the XFL is presented in a way that obviously that meets their high standards and, and you know, it's going to get them business, obviously, if you can promote it as a big event. I mean, it just... I. The XFL in 2001 partnering yeah, with the Pro Football Alan, Hall of Fame really be would not have made sense for a championship game. Canton, Ohio, the, it's hallowed ground. It's where the F- Hall of Fame resides. It's the home of football. Yeah, it, go. Do why I have not? to fly into? Do I have to fly into Cleveland? No, I believe you could fly into Canton if you really want to fork over. I think the extra money or where the nearest, maybe in Sandusky. I don't know where the nearest is. I've always driven to it the couple times I've been. But come to, you you personally, you could just fly to Pitt, Pittsburgh and we'll drive. Okay. Well, I mean, it depends if you're actually there or not. We'll see. Um, I guess that's an option. It's fine. I mean, look, I'd like it to be on a neutral field. I think that should be the go forward plan. It's just going to be hard for the first couple of years is how I see it. But either way, I'm fine. I don't, you know, the XFL to me when it, you know, kind of, to close out this subject, I don't think there's really anything the XFL isn't can't mess with. Meaning, they're they're here to push the boundaries of what we're used to. They're here to to, to do those types of things, right? To, to rethink the game, reimagine the game of football, and maybe that's also reimagining the way we watch football, the way we think football should be. And, and that's fine by me because I think at the end of the day, 2020 was awesome with all the changes they were going in with. Um, there are a lot of different. Uh, there are a lot of different, what's the word I'm looking for, minds in the XFL now than there were going into 2020, right? You don't have the same personnel there, but uh, I think there's a lot of great football minds out there, and if they feel like this could change the way we view football, then it might be something we see in the NFL in a couple of years if the XFL tries it in 2023. Yep, which has happened before. Uh, there are some things, obviously, though, that as football fans you want to see held sacred or just kept uh, – a little normalized uh, for me it's weekends uh, it's where i prefer to watch my football but yes way less do not mess with for the xfl uh than the nfl even has even though they can afford to really tweak uh, their scheduling now and do a lot of stuff because they are so powerful but the xfl is here to make waves do things differently so we'll see what what chances they take uh and you know it's it's risk assessment and we'll see uh, what, what they decide to do schedule-wise, which is what we talked a lot of today. I knew Bryant would really enjoy, but now we have to wind down the show, Bryant, because I got to get out of here. You know, I'm, I am at a farm, and someone literally just put, like, a, a pie on a windowsill, and I could smell it. It's wafting 
into my face right now. So we need to end the show right now. There's like a, a literal apple pie tempting me to leave the broadcast. So goodbye. <laughs> well, Fred, I'm not going to get you, uh, you know, th- th- maybe I should just sit here for a few minutes and let you smell that. Uh, what is it? What kind of pie is it? <laughs> oh, don't torture me. <laughs> uh, it's definitely apple. We, we, I could smell the cinnamon apple. too. Nothing more oh, American. Well, either way, then, nothing more American than football Sundays. So make sure you subscribe and watch us here every single Friday right here on your favorite podcast app. That's Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you give us that five-star review and tell your friends about us. If you got a question, comment, or a topic you want us to cover, well, then text or call the XFL fan line, 724-565-4XFL. Remember, standard text messaging rates do apply. Also, follow us on all social media platforms at XFL Show, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Maybe one day uh, TikTok, uh, but just get catch us there. Remember, DMs are open. Or if you want to come and say hi, uh, subscribe and watch us on YouTube at XFL.show, the official website of This Is The XFL Show. And don't forget to check out our sponsors, Pretty Easy Podcasts. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com to get started today because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. Oh, sorry. I, I was, I don't know. I was, while you did that, I think you said Friday the show drops too. It's Sunday, football Sundays. Also, more American I was, than I was football letting my Fridays. wife know what I want two, <laughs> two. I was letting her know two two pieces to save me. It looked because people were just rushing in there. Well, Gobs don't you put it on the windowsill so it could calm, cool down for a few minutes? Jeez, people. I mean, once it hits that nostrils, I mean, it's, I, I, it's like an animal instinct, especially when you're out here. Uh, but hey, Brian, that was a fun show, and I, I'm 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 really excited that uh, we might be getting some news soon because when Redbird and Danny Garcia and Dwayne Johnson are talking, that means something's up. Um, so we'll see what's next, and we're going to cover it here. And I appreciate all the feedback from last week's show. I cannot wait to see what people say at XFL Show or calling in on the fan line or the text line about uh, this week's hot read, especially the do not mess withs the scheduling conversation, the neutral championship game location. I'm going to like, might even get a t-shirt made. I really would love to see it at the pro football hall of fame. Like that, the more I think about it, it just sounds like an awesome idea, but I don't know if it's possible. Let's see if people are with me on that. It's not a bad idea. I'll give it to you. It was a good idea. You don't have too many of them on this show, but it was a pretty good idea. We'll see. Uh, what happens with the XFL 2023. A lot of things to answer. I don't think that's uh, really at the top of their list. Uh, A lot of questions uh, from us fans that we really want to know. Who knows uh, when we'll get the answers to those. I'm hoping we get something before the end of the year. We'll see, though. We'll see. And we will. Each and every week, we'll see something about it. Yeah, we're not going out of our minds. We're just enjoying it, talking football, taking low blows at each other uh, for our college football teams, messing up. Um, my, I think Pitt's loss was a little bit more embarrassing than UCLA, so I'll give you that. But we have a long season to go. Pitt could still win the ACC Coastal. That's all I care about. <laughs> UCLA Pac-12 starts today. Stanford. Sorry, Sam Schwartzstein, you're going down. Let's go. Good luck to you. Yeah, yeah. The, that, yeah, I was going to say, you better be throwing that out there to our good friend, Sam Schwartzstein, who... Talk about ideas. I am no, my, I don't have good ideas on this show like that guy had in 2020 or leading up to 2020. But hopefully the people in charge now have some good ideas and uh, we'll be following them each and every single week. So again, thanks everybody for listening, for watching. And hey, if you had friends who left and forgot that the show's still rolling, let them know. We've got people every week saying, oh, I forgot. I didn't realize you were still doing shows. We're here. We're out of our minds doing shows 
every single week. So let them know, remind your friends, and uh, let's grow the thing together on this road to 2023 because plenty of room on the bandwagon before kickoff, whenever that may be. All right, we'll see you next week, everybody. For Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.